0: Hey, thank you, everyone, for joining another podcast with San Diego Haunted, me, Daniel Scott. And once again, we're here with uh, Matthew Barron from San Diego Paranormal Eye, but this time we're not alone. Matt has brought a backup team with him. He has Job, and he has Mariah, two of his investigators, which are going to be joining us on this journey tonight, as we explore religion and the paranormal and the intermixing between the two. And I'm going to pass the mic over to my co-host tonight. Is going to be Matthew himself. Oh crap!
1: I've been upgraded, everybody. I'm no longer the guest. Do
0: so you guys want to say hi? Hi.
1: What's up?
2: <laughs> How you doing, Joe?
0: So as you can see, we're having a little bit of fun tonight. The margarita started early. I just was delivered, hand delivered cookies and a Coke. I am happy now. (laughs) So, you know, today we're going to have probably two or three different podcasts, I think, on this subject. Today is going to be with Christian, more Christian-based religions, uh, Catholics and Christians. (laughs) And we're trying to get a take on basically you guys are so funny. These guys back here are cracking me up. That's why it's hard to stay focused. You know, in tradition, belief, and fiction, a ghost is the soul and spirit of a deceased person or animal that can appear in visible form or other manifestation to the living. Descriptions of the apparition of ghosts vary widely, from an invisible presence to translucent and barely visible wispy shades, to realistic lifelike visions. The deliberate attempt to contact the spirit of a deceased person is known as necromancy, or it is spiritualism in a seance. The belief in manifestations of the spirit of the dead is widespread. It dates back to animism or ancient worship of preliterate cultures. In other words, back when they were cavemen writing in caves, they wrote depictions of ghosts. Certain religious practices, funeral rites, exorcism, and some practices of spiritualism or ritual magic were specifically designed to appease the spirits of the dead. Now, Job here is going to be... <laughs> Joey, Joey, Joey Buttafuoco is our guest tonight. Joey uh, represents Catholic. Catholic, okay? And you. Mariah, Catholic, and Matt, Christian, and Dan. Oh, hey, I'm a Christian too. What do you know? We're gonna have a holy war. Right? <laughs> you guys are going down. Uh, we're gonna note that they're speaking very quietly. Amen. So you guys need to speak up and put the mic like right up here.
3: I'm Quiet. not speaking that quietly. <laughs> I'm a very quiet person. So, in religion,
0: there is um this, there's some debate that religious people do not believe paranormal investigators should investigate paranormal. I know it's more of a complicated way of saying it, but from your perspective, guys, Mariah, Joe,
2: jo- Joey, <laughs> Matt,
0: you know, what's your take on this? Should people of religious faith, Christian based be doing paranormal
1: investigations. Yeah, I'll take this one first. Um, this has actually come up several times to me, um, both through family and through the church I do go to. Um, my my take on it, and again, you know, just keep in mind what we do say here may not be you know hold true to everybody. My take on it is my take on it is the fact that. In the Bible, it does say, you know, about angels and demons and the Holy Spirit. Well, demonology itself is a part of the paranormal community. So, to me, that's considered paranormal. So, why not? You know, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it as long as, you know, individuals' beliefs and, you know, opinions don't change.
0: I think that's pretty well said, and for me as well, being a Christian. I think you walk a really fine line when we're talking about paranormal investigations. If you're talking about communicating with the dead, there seems to be some issues with that, especially with religion. What do you guys feel about that?
3: Well, growing up, I was always taught that you really shouldn't try and communicate. You should just leave it alone. That's what God is there for. Like, you don't try to talk to it. But as I've grown up and I've become more of my own person, per se, I've learned that, you know, some things kind of, if it jumps out at you, I'm going to try and talk to it. Like, some things you just, you can't leave alone. Whereas where I grew up, if it jumps out at you, you turn your head and walk away.
0: Do you believe, though, that you're interacting with actual spirits during an investigation? Or is there something else going on that maybe you just you haven't been able to explain yet?
3: Um, That's where I'm kind of on the line.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
3: Interference. <laughs>
1: distracted.
3: Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy in my own head, where you know it could be a spirit or it could just be different sorts of energies around you. So I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Okay.
0: What about you, Joey?
2: Joe.
0: Sure. Well, oh, by the way, you have a, a, a listener that your brother, someone. Okay. You're the brother to someone and apparently. I'm the brother of of, of of three people, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to say hi. So. Hi, what's up? What's up,
4: Michael? Hi, mom. <laughs> um no, but I mean, I mean me growing up, I mean I was always um, you know, not not sheltered from it, but in that, in that sense. Um you know, and I mean I've never I've never, you know, been, you know, into the uh, paranormal side of things growing up. I've never, you know, knowing about it, basically. Um, but, I mean, once I got old enough to understand it, stuff like that, um, you know, growing up Catholic, um, I mean, and I feel, I feel that if you're trying to get a hold of the dead, you know, and trying to see what's out there, I think, I mean, I, I think it's okay. Oh, hi, babe. Love you. <laughs> Violet and Jamie.
0: So Catholics kind of
4: have a different spin on things. In fact, Christians and Catholics
0: don't necessarily say, share the same beliefs. Okay, me being a Christian, you being a Catholic, we don't believe, we don't pray to the saints. We don't pray to anyone other than Jesus or Christ or the Holy Spirit. Um, We also don't have that belief in purgatory. For us, it's either heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure I fully understand purgatory. Maybe you could kind of explain that a little bit better to me.
4: Purgatory in basically basically is, is is where you're stuck in the middle is that you're not good enough to get into heaven but you're not bad enough to to be cast to hell so you're you're there in that sort of third world type where you're just there wandering looking for your place after you've passed and and you're there and your souls you're you're basically trapped actually uh just
1: 3910 made a statement it makes no sense to sit, or to say not to speak to the spirit when people talk to spirits as far as Jesus God Buddha etc all the time so what's the difference that's actually a good point
0: too as well well there's a big difference I mean from from the Christian perspective there's a pretty large difference but we're, we're bridging really tough grounds here because everyone has a different belief and just like in the paranormal field, you can get ten paranormal investigators together and ask them one question, and they're all going to give you ten different answers and ten different reasons. And it's the same within every religion and the same between every sect of religion, you know, in our culture. It's just, it's part of who we are. You know, I don't know if we were designed that way or if it just has come that way, but that's how we are. Um, yeah, human nature, well said. Um, does the existence of go- ghosts for any of you guys, exclude the possibility of heaven as an eternal home and God as the Father? Do you guys understand that question? So basically, if ghosts are real, and according to your religion and my religion, it's a we have beliefs, and those beliefs say that either you go to heaven, hell, maybe purgatory. Even though purgatory is kind of a broad, a broad type of subject, right? My microphones how about now? Can you hear me? Okay, um, but these are a broad subject, and my question, I guess
4: is, can you believe in God and can you believe in ghosts? I think you can. Um, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, growing up Catholic, um, you know I've always you know going
0: you
2: know,
4: going going to churches. Um I mean it's you know you you're if you're always praying you know praying to God talking to god um i I think it is possible to to believe in ghosts and yet believe in a god or believe in a heaven and believe in a hell and possibly that that mill you know world i I think it's possible are you still looking for answers,
0: Mariah, or are you kind of already made a decision about this
3: you know I don't think I'll ever stop looking for answers. I think every time one question is answered, there's always five more that pop up. Like, your question right now, can you believe in God and ghosts at the same time? In my opinion, yes, you can, just because there is always that in-between. I was raised to... the that oh I speak English, I promise. <laughs> I was raised that purgatory... Pur, <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. That purgatory <laughs> is earth. So you're stuck on earth. Some have more. Essentially, some have more of an embodiment. So we're kind of stuck as humans, and whereas some are stuck as spirits. That goes down a long, long story. Road. It
0: kind of frightens me when you say that hell is earth. No, <laughs> purgatory is purgatory. Excuse me, purgatory is. In.
3: But um, yeah, like I said, once one question pop, once one question is answered, five more pop up. I don't think I'll ever stop looking for answers. Which is probably why I joined the team.
0: Now, one thing one thing that we all kind of probably agree on is that, you know, people have, if believing in our religions, people have come back from the dead. Jesus mm-hmm. rose from the dead.
3: Right. Lazarus.
0: There's about nine other people that have been, that have risen from the dead. The only difference between them and Jesus, though, would be that they died again. Jesus went straight to heaven. So, I guess... I guess what I'm trying to answer my own question is that it seems like there there is an ability to be ghosts because of that fact. So, what do you think about that, man?
1: Well, I mean, I agree. I mean, I there have been, you know, in the Bible it does say that different individuals have been brought back, but then, you know, like you said, Dan has, you know, perished again. So, that ability, to me, isn't that far of a stretch, to be honest with you. So, I mean, it, it makes sense, the fact that, you know, if if somebody, say, has, you know, unfinished business or even their energy is attached to something or whatever. I I don't think, to me personally, that would be, you know, impossible.
0: So, what about mediums, people that specifically claim that they can speak to the dead? I mean, doesn't that kind of... I mean, it's a really tough subject to broach because it's so not a gray matter as far as religion goes because religion says that you, specifically in the Bible, I don't have the verse in front of me, but I could go get it, specifically says that we are not supposed to speak to the dead. Now, is ghost hunting really speaking to the dead, or are we more or less just looking for, for other
4: answers? What do you think, Joey? Um, I mean, I, I don't feel like it's necessarily speaking to the dead. Um, I feel like we, as ghost hunters, um, and you know, as a paranormal team, we are out there trying to find answers, um, trying to debunk stuff, and I mean, and and in some cases, you know, with with you know, certain people that have you know that may have extra abilities or may have a special study in something, may try to help that that person that's deceased possibly go over to heaven or to hell or. To where, wherever you know it's trying to get to, being being stuck here on Earth.
0: And that kind of goes to demons also. We'll talk to deep about demons in a minute, but I just want to take Mariah's opinion as well if she remembers the subject that we're talking about.
3: Can, can you repeat the question?
0: I don't even <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: speaking to ghosts. Oh, speaking um, to ghosts.
0: There we go. <laughs> oh my God.
3: I don't think we're really speaking to them or is speaking for them because. We're the ones trying to get them to move on, to, you know, give them a voice, to find out what they want, what they're doing here. So I don't think we're speaking to them. We're speaking – we're more giving them a voice.
0: I'm trying. It's, it's a real tough one. Well, how, how do you really tell the difference? If there's a communication – communication implies a series of listening and responding. So there, it's back and forth. It's a continuous back and forth. You now, if you say, Can you knock on the wall three times and give me an answer? and they knock three times, yeah. that's communicating. I mean, I don't think that there's any kind of gray line there. It's That's just what it is. Great. Or even I mean, read. Exactly. I should have handed the mic over, but yes, Matt brings up EVPs, and that's a good valid point. Okay. <laughs> he is loud.
2: I try to have a big mouth. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's talk about demons for a little bit. I know it's a tough subject. It's a tough subject to talk about. Um, Both of of our religions are very clear that demons exist. Even if you're a Christian listening right now and you think ghost hunting is retarded and stupid, you, you, you have no choice but to have to sit here and listen to us talk about demons because it's straight from the Bible. Either way. So Catholics kind of take a different approach on this. They actually have... What's the name of the classes that they take? No, You guys, there's classes that they take to learn how to do exorcisms, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And in those classes, you have to go to the Vatican, as I understand. You have to take classes, and they they teach you how to... Each diocese nowadays is supposed to have one uh, actual exorcist in them. So it's very clear that the Catholic Church believes in demons and not only that do they believe in demons, they believe that they can remove them by a series
4: of incantations using the Bible. What do you think about that, Joey? I mean, I'm I honestly I I do believe in that. You know, I mean for 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 that to happen, I mean I personally don't believe you have to be, you know, in a special schooling or you have to, you know, um, you know, go through all these all these, you know, tests and whatnot to be able to remove a demon from someone. I think if you have that extra ability, you know, to be able to help someone like that. I mean that that could be within you, that could be within me. That could that can be within anyone here. That can be within the neighbor. You know, I mean I don't I don't feel that that going to school, you know, in a sense or you know whatever is it, is it, going to make you more more uh more experienced in removing a demon or something. What about you, Mariah? Jump in there, don't be shy.
3: A want Um, in a way I agree. Um I need to put some margaritas down, guys.
0: Don't worry, it happens. So when we're talking about demons and you know, possession and the Catholic Church's view on that. Do you believe that you can remove demons from a person if they have them in them?
3: I believe you can. Um, I believe it's all a matter of energy, willpower. I don't specifically think you need to go to a certain class to learn from a specific person to do it. But I think it's very much possible if, by some chance, there is a demon inside of you.
0: All right, Matt. What about you?
1: Well, me personally, you know, first of all, I want to say, you know, I believe that there are demonic forces out there. Um, Do we deal with this? No, not as far as FTP is concerned. I do feel, though, that, you know, the church, and as far as the demons are concerned, as far as exorcism and stuff, I think that is a good um, tool, if you will, to have available, because that stuff does happen. You know, rumors and, you know, fables, that type of thing, there are a little bit of truth to it. There's a reason why we even have them. So, I mean, me personally, I don't think that it's a bad thing to, you know, to have a demonologist, so to speak, in a church.
0: Thirty-nine, ten, once a week, six, next to a devilish person. They wouldn't happen to be named Dan, would they? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <Jeez. laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
0: so I'm going to kind of go on a little bit of a tangent, not so much a question here, but, you know, you know we always have to go on a tangent. But uh, I wanted to go back and kind of readdress a few things with uh, Christianity and Catholicism. Catholicism, Jesus
2: Christ,
0: cataclysm. cataclysm classes. I want to say cataclysm classes ten times. <laughs> um, we'll get to the question in a minute. I just, I just want to touch on this real briefly that, you know, the Bible says there are certain spiritual gifts which have been granted to mankind. And there's a list of four different spiritual gifts. And the most important one as far as I'm concerned is the ability to interpret spirits and spirituality. You know, are the voices or the sounds and the things that we're experiencing during ghost hunts, are they really being, are they really coming from a spirit or a demon or from Jesus? No, or from man itself? And this is, you guys can look this up for yourselves. This is one of the things that God has given us. And this is where um, the Catholics really get the idea of doing the um, exorcisms from. So I just want to say that the Bible does give some ability for for us to look at ghosts in, in a way that's maybe not necessarily the spirit of a dead person, but there may be something there that we don't understand. Whether or not it's a demon. Maybe that it depends. I think you have to go through the Bible and use the word of the Lord when you're dealing with such situations. Now, I'm going to ask each of you guys this question: Have you ever known someone that was possessed?
1: Me personally, no. I have not uh, personally witnessed it myself. I have heard of some cases and things about that, but for me personally, no.
4: Let's go ahead and jump in, guys. Um, Same here. Same as Matt. Um, I've I've never um, known anyone personally that that was possessed. Um, Same thing with Matt. I've I've heard of cases. I've heard of people. You know, stuff like that. But, um, no, never never, um, heard of anyone. Never known anyone.
3: The only thing I can think of is one specific experience that I've gone through. I don't know if they were possessed. I don't know if they just went on a psychotic mental breakdown but it it was scary she definitely was not the same person that I knew um she wouldn't respond her entire manner changed everything about her had just changed and we did call and help and it seemed to work I don't know if it was a possession I don't know if it was a mental breakdown I don't know what it was but that's the one thing that comes to mind that I just I cannot explain it at all
0: and I think that really goes back to what I was saying about discerning the spirits is, an, is a talent that God does grant certain people. Not everyone has this gift, and some people that have it may abuse it, in fact, because they may believe in their own head that they're talking to one person and they're really not. And when you're discerning the spirits, you know, it sounds like your friend went through some very difficult times. And one thing I've, I've learned over the last ten years of doing the paranormal and investigating is that there is such a close gap There's such a closeness between people that are a little bit psychologically off and people that are possessed. It's so close that it's really hard to tell the difference. And that's really, I think, when it comes into play where you need to call clergy in. And definitely Catholics take the lead on this. I don't know of too many Christian-based groups that actually do exorcisms. Yeah, I'm going to pass the mic over to Matt, and he can ask
1: so there's two questions that were listed. Uh, the first question was are you guys concerned about a demonic entity or anything that can attach itself to you anytime during our investigation? And actually I'm going to let uh, my guys answer that one.
4: Um personally, yes. Um I you know there there has been a few investigations, you know, to where I am scared. And I'm like holy crap, you know. Um you know and and I will I will say a prayer um before every investigation I do, whether it be a client or you know, just regular investigation i I will say a prayer, you know, and I will go through through the investigation you know with with um God on my side um and then when when it's over, I will say another prayer, you know that way nothing does follow me home, nothing gets to my family, nothing gets to my friends that way I'm completely free
3: um I'd say I'm I'm not really scared. Obviously, there is always that tinge of fear where you're like, well, what if it does happen? How do I deal with it? What happens? But I'm, I feel safe in knowing that my team has the ability to find out if anything is wrong, to detect it, to do whatever they need to do to stop it. And I know that I myself, I have a lot of willpower, um, and I believe that's mainly what you need when you're doing this kind of thing is you need to have a lot of willpower, you need to have a lot of energy and you need to have some kind of faith in something that will keep you safe.
0: That's excellent. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, for me, I personally, I've been scared more about me losing myself in an investigation and that's why I left doing investigations for a long period of time and only recently came back. Uh, I believe that when you do it too long and you're in that environment for a long period of time that you put yourself out there that the higher probability is that something will attach itself to you. And I don't think that anything can really stop that, unfortunately. From my opinion, I I believe that I don't think crucifixes, I don't think saying the Lord's name, unfortunately, I just don't feel that any of those things do enough to stop an entity. Once, If it's a true demon, nothing can stop it. I mean, bottom line, we are on the Satan's playground right now. You know, we're here on Earth, which is Satan's playground, and Satan wants to do one thing and one thing only, which is, you know, he wants us to not believe in God. And he wants us to try to take that away from us as much as possible. You know, they say the biggest trick the devil ever played on the world was convincing the world that he didn't exist. And, I'm going to give the mic back over to Matt. Looks like we've got some more questions.
1: Yeah, the next question, uh, guest 7846 asks, can a ghost kill you? Uh, good or bad? well, me, personally, I think that the only thing that could really harm as far as, you know, in the hospital, that type of thing, and this is, again, my belief, it would be a demonic. Um, as far as what we do, the most I've ever seen any of my guys physically get is scratches and pushes. Uh, myself, I've been scratched a couple times. I've been pushed. Um, usually, the only thing that really happens is either a red mark or... You know, very. I've rarely ever seen any blood come from any of the scratches, or maybe a twisted ankle from a push. But that's really about it. Um, it takes a lot of energy for these spirits and entities to do stuff like this. So that's just me. <laughs> uh, the next question is: Are children easily possessed because of their innocence?
0: Wow, that's a really, really powerful question. Um, children do, for some reason, seem to be more prone to witnessing and absorbing the paranormal. Why? No one knows. Um, Children are the most likely, in fact, to see ghosts. And part of it, they believe, is because parents are, people that are grown up, are very cynical to the world that we're already in and the projection of the things that already occur in our world. And we tend to shut out everything which is not of this world. Because we want to justify it, we don't want to be scared, and we want to protect ourselves. And part of the way we do that is, is we put up this front. Children, on the other hand, are completely unabsorbed to the world and a blank slate. And I think that children really have a tendency to, you know, see these things firsthand. And sometimes parents just—they don't even realize what's going on. They just—it happens, and children are traumatized by it and years later. And a lot of people that. You know, try to come join paranormal groups. They come from a house that was haunted, and people didn't believe them, and they never forget. It stays with them until the day they die. So, what about you guys?
3: Um, I agree. Yeah, I think children are a lot more susceptible to see things. They're, a lot of it, in my opinion, is their imagination, just because children are so creative and they have so much going on in their heads that they'll see one thing and then automatically their minds will change it into 10 million other things. But I do agree. They are definitely more susceptible. They're more innocent. There's sign language going on around me. What? Um, We're just
0: announcing that there's 20 listeners online right now, so we just want to say thank you.
3: But um, they're more innocent. They're more easily... I don't want to say possessed because I've... I personally have never seen it. I don't believe that it would happen just because children are so innocent and they have so much going on in their head. I think it would be almost impossible for someone to do it or something to do it, rather. But in order to, like, get in their head and make them see things, I think children definitely are more likely for it to happen, too.
4: Um, I agree with her completely. Um, I just think, I think, I think, she appreciates you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just, the innocence of a child, you know, and not really knowing and understanding, you know, and, 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 you know, what's out there does allow for something to to, to reach them more easily than an adult would.
0: And hey, I want to go back to You said something about people being killed by possession or ghosts or in general... I don't think a ghost can kill you, but I think that people can become severely possessed, and they get to the point where they do crazy things like killing themselves or acting out things that may have already occurred at that house. I remember one specific incident where there's a person that shot himself at a house, and then repeatedly, three people or three res- people that own the house later, they killed themselves also, and and it's almost like they reenacted exactly what had happened you know, years before. So, uh, I think there's some danger there of of possession. But whether or not it's a demon possessing them or it's just they're so susceptible to that negative energy that's still prevalent in that location, it's really hard to tell. Oh, did you want to say something? No. We were joined, by the way. We had a muffin call. We also... she She doesn't want to... There's no... We had a muffin call. It definitely makes us more
2: entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife is me. <laughs> 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 yeah. <Does that> <laughs>
0: yeah. Any other questions on that? Um, no. about that. Uh, actually, 3910 says, I think children have
1: no preconceived notion of how the world should work and therefore are open to all things of the
0: world. Right, I think yeah, I... I we, we, I mean, even the Bible says that when a child dies, typically because they're innocent, they go straight to heaven. Oh, there's some groups out there, those Baptists that we've heard about on the news, that have been, you know, wanting to go to the funerals of the kids in Connecticut and protest. There's some people, oh, well, your son wasn't baptized, he's going straight to hell. There are some, some people out there of religious persuasion that take these really difficult stances that no one really unpopular point of view I mean no one really wants to hear if a child dies that they're not going straight to heaven but we also have to look at things in a different way how many times have we heard about a child spirit still residing in a house I mean and I'm going to bring it up and I've, I've mentioned it lately that this Connecticut shooting you know should people ever investigate that location for a haunting and would you want to would you be able to physically handle being in a place like that and hearing a child scream? Would you really want to do that? I mean, me personally, I could, I'm a father of three. I could not do that. But the question I'll leave to you guys, would you be able to mentally do that? And do you think it's okay to go to locations like that, such as maybe even Auschwitz in Germany, which is a big haunted location people go to?
1: Well, I'm going to start off with the, uh, the Connecticut, the shootings. Me, personally, I will not, you know, if, I, if we would get out there, I would not go there just on a whim. I think, you know, the area should be respected and the individuals there should be respected as well. Now, if a, if a paranormal team out there does get called in, I see no reason why they shouldn't just because they need answers. Or closure or, in any case, you know, they, they would need some kind of proof. That's just me. Um, place like Auschwitz, uh you know, a lot of history as far as that's concerned. Oh good. This muffin call starting early. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, Dan's talking. Dan's uh eating a eating a cookie. So that's it. Dan's making love to cookies. But um place like Auschwitz, you know, I think the historical factor I think, first and foremost, just like any historical place, you know, you probably should get your permission first before hitting it. But Auschwitz, I would hit before Connecticut.
0: What about you guys?
3: Um, I think in a way they need to be investigated, just because I personally believe that everyone needs a voice. Like, you need to know what happened. You need to know if there's any unresolved issues. I personally could not do it. Connecticut, Auschwitz, no. I... I cannot do it. I'm a very emotional person. I don't like
0: Is that possible? Okay.
3: I'm a girl. Shut up. <laughs> I knew, I
0: knew. That's new to his own Really?
3: <laughs> but um I just I wouldn't be able to handle the sadness, the grief. I there's no possible way for me.
4: Um you know what? I I also, I mean, I'm very emotional when it comes to investigations. Um, you know, and I mean, I'm not a father. You know, I would like to be one day, but um, I, with with Connecticut, um, I think I would be able to investigate. Um, you know, depending on the circumstances, if you, or you, even with even with any team, I, I think if a paranormal team went into the school just for fun, you know, just just hey, you know, let's investigate. There you know, there was a mass murder here. I think that, I, I think that's wrong if 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 you know someone calls in a paramor- a paranormal team and says you know hey can we can we get to Manchesters I think that's okay um, me personally like I said I think I would be able to do it um, you know I mean I it, even though it was a strategy I I I could see myself doing it with the with Auschwitz um, uh, the same way I mean I, I, I I think once I – I mean, I know the history there, but with something like that, with something that big, I mean, I could see myself do it as well. I mean, I definitely, you know, brush up on the history more. Well, you said if the parents asked you to come
0: out there, I think, with regarding uh, Connecticut. Well, here's my problem. You have so many people that have died in one location. One parent calls you out. Well, what about the other amount of families that didn't ask you for you to go out there? I mean, I would think that this is something, especially with children, that it's it's. I don't know. I think it's off limits to me, period. It's off limits. But I could understand other people wanting to go out there and invest. I could even see the parents that hadn't quite maybe dealt with you know the morning yeah. and wanting to go out there and you know see that area. I could
4: understand. It's it's a it's a difficult thing. I think. I mean. I mean, if it's one parent coming up to us as a group and said, "Hey, you know, I want answers." I, you know, respectfully, you know, I would have to, you know, decline, you know, with, 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 the group. I mean, but if, if it was a group of parents that said, hey, you know, all of us, you know, all of our kids died in that tragedy, you know, we would like the answers. Then I think that'd be okay. I mean, if it's if it's one parent, you know, out of out of twenty, out of twenty kids, you know, and the others are not okay with it, then I, then that I say it's off limits area. But I mean, if there's multiple parents where it's majority, then then I say we do it, you know. So let me just ask this question. I know there's a question pending. What do we do with these locations?
0: Mass tragedies. We have the movie theater that just reopened in Colorado only weeks ago. I mean, as though nothing ever happened. We have locations like the Huberty mass murder in San Ysidro that happened when I was young. And eventually the building, the McDonald's, was torn down, and they ended up turning it into a a bookstore part of um, Southwestern College, which a lot of people don't know that. But, um, you know, should we put memorials here? Should this ever be a school ever again, or should this be a living memorial and a testament to those innocent people that died that day?
3: I think it should be a memorial. I don't think it should be completely forgotten. I don't think it should just, you know, everyone moves on like it never happened. I think especially for something like the school shooting, oh, God. especially wow. like the school shooting, it should definitely be a memorial, something to re- to remember, something to say, hey, you know, this happened, and we're not going to forget it. We're not going to let it happen again.
1: Um, she's laughing at me, guys. I have to Yeah, she's
4: laughing at Dan. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm I going to say it's, it's opposite. I say it remains a school. Same, you know, same thing with Columbine. You know, that that is still a school, correct? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but... Well, are we talking... Yeah, of course, true. we're talking about two different
0: age groups of people, right. though, also. We're talking about little teeny children versus high school children and junior high age children. I think there's a pretty broad difference there.
4: I mean, as far as the school staying open and being a school, I say it should... Um, but as, as, far as, you know, forgetting like it ever happened, I mean, I think that would be wrong. That would be disrespectful to the lives that were lost and not just, uh, not just the kids, but the teachers as well. Um, I mean, of course, I mean, there should be some type of memorial, some type of, you know, you know, thing that represents something that happened, but I mean, I think it should stay open. You know, just, this just popped in my head. What if you do, do go down there
0: and do an investigation and you run across the spirit of Adam Lanza? And I hate to say the guy's name. But how, how... I mean, this is an evil, 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 evil human being. I mean, maybe not even a human. He could even be a demon, you know. Really looking at it, just, he's not really much of a human. He's more of a demon the way I look at it. But, I mean, would you want to encounter that? I mean, would you... I mean, I'm trying to understand... For me, I don't want to have anything to do with that area. I think it should be torn down. It should be turned into a memorial. And people, you know, should go there more. And maybe the school could still serve as part of that location. But um, what do you guys think about running into the spirit or ghost of a mass murder? Like maybe even Adolf Hitler, supposedly his bunker was haunted.
1: Actually, I'm going to kind of backtrack and then uh, go back and then forward. Um, as far as me personally with the school um, and what to do with it, I think the school should remain open. However, I think the town itself should create a memorial, maybe somewhere in the vicinity or maybe even right outside or right out front of the school or right next to the school. So that way, you know, they have something to remember on what happened and to give them, you know, the respect they deserve. Um, now, as far as running into either him or, like Dan was saying, you know, Adolf Hitler. Me personally, if I find him or if I can run across something like that, my first instinct is get rid of him. That's when the exorcisms are going to start and the cleansing. But, of course, as always, you know, we will always remain professional no matter who or what we run across. So, you know, I want to make sure that I'm exactly talking to the individual
0: uh, that we do suspect before I make any judgment calls. Did, we there did you guys want to rig on that? No. Okay. Okay. I see. Do you? I'm going to repeat it one more time in case you guys did here Do you think that those spirits are trapped in Auschwitz or stay behind or seek revenge? Why would they stay there? I think you have a lot of people that died in a very confined area during a very tragic part of world history. And I, I uh, aff- firmly believe that the Jews are the chosen people because I am a Christian, and I'm going to get back to Christianity here. Jews are the chosen people, and Jews, t- they should be in heaven. You know, there should be nothing left behind. That being said, it doesn't always work that way certain people fall short in the glory of grace not everyone that knocks on the door of Jesus will find him there and um, I think that there could be some spirits there
4: um you know I mean I I think there there is going to be a lot of spirits there only because I mean they they all they all did die in such you know a bad way and not not you know their own way of going you know that, that a lot of them you know did leave a lot of stuff unturned when they were on this earth um, that, I mean, they could possibly still be there to try to finish what they were meant to do.
3: I agree. I think there's definitely a lot of unresolved issues within a place like Auschwitz. There's going to be a lot of confused energy and a lot of spirits left behind who just, they don't know what they're supposed to do. Because a lot of them did die so young, so quickly and in such a tragic way that they just they're not really gonna understand what's going on. And they're gonna try and figure out, you know, like, did I die? How did I die? How can I get back at the person that killed me? And they're just they're gonna wanna solve things before they move on.
1: And actually I'm gonna put my opinion on this one with the next question. How would they seek revenge when pretty much that means you know the satisfying, the satisfaction of revenge is in the past. Well, I think that you know if there are spirits there in Auschwitz, I think it's more you know like Mariah said, more of an energy. I think you know these spirits are trapped there, and you know it's a possibility too that maybe some of them don't even know that they're dead, so they may be still going about their day, still you know angry or whatever, or it could just be what's called a residual haunt, which is just that energy that's just trapped there and is just playing like a DVD player. So just because we're saying that there's a possibility that there's one there at Auschwitz for revenge or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're there for that reason. So there's a huge difference.
0: And there's a huge grouping of uh, paranormalists that believe that ghosts are trapped in time and space. And it could be very well that they may not even recognize the world that we see they may be trapped in that, which I think is like the most horrible situation anyone. I mean, of all the, that's definitely not. I mean, that's oh like the God. worst. <laughs> it's like facing death over and over again. I mean, that is hell to me. I mean, I would not want to be stuck there. I pray that any souls that are there, you know, can move on and find their peace.
1: Guest 5604 says it should be a memorial. Says it on the news. The principal had requested snowflakes so the kids could have a, quote, white Christmas. He got boxes and boxes, if I remember right, from 15 countries. By his estimation, they said that they would have enough not only for this year, but for the next year and maybe after. You know, I agree. I know they need to do something maybe close around that time to you know, like make it like a little holiday for that area or maybe even for the nation even um, to where every year we do remember. Just like, you know, I'm not saying as extreme as September 11th, but something similar.
0: And I'll take the next one. Would God not release them from the trap? referring back to what we were saying about Auschwitz. And um, not necessarily, you know, like I said, there's a lot of different religious beliefs that go on here and not all of them say that God will take you out of purgatory, especially from the Catholic point of view. You have to suffer before you can move on. Uh, Christians are more limited to heaven or hell, but technically, as I said, wouldn't that be a form of hell? I mean, since no one has a conceptual basis of what hell is because none of us have experienced hell, (laughs) I mean, to me, that would be the absolute worst, reliving that moment over and over and over and over again, you know, knowing that you're going to die any moment. You know, your family, all your friends gone, you know. You maybe even your entire na- uh, race, of or, or not race, but uh, religious group, you know. very nice to, uh, so in your taught religion, the thing. Um, in my religion, I would say that anything that's left behind is probably meant to be. Yeah. And that God has chosen not to intervene. And, yeah, because... Sure people did not choose it. I think a lot of people look to the afterlife as a reason to find religion in the first place because they try to justify death and it's very difficult to justify death because no one has a context to put it in. No one has died and come back to life. Unless we're talking about people that died on the operating table and and were brought back within minutes. You know, we're not really talking about that, though. We're talking about... I I like the last one. Someone wants their 600, 500 virgins? 500 500 virgins. Damn Taliban. (laughs) Well, Matt, Matt, I want 500 to 1.
1: Actually... Actually, it's actually a, uh, what is it, it's uh, misinterpreted. It's actually 500 Virginians.
0: I don't want 500 <laughs> Virginians. I want one Virginian. <laughs> um,
4: who said they're all female virgins? Ooh, don't, do this.
0: Well, then we'll take it one step further. We'll go back to Revenge of the Nerds where he says, what if C-A-T really meant dog? would that not change the entire way we think about the world <laughs> but um back, i just want to sorry there's so many side tracks on this one Jeez. Um, as far as the afterlife goes i think people look people choose do choose religion based on afterlife in some cases but not every case the predication to become religious is always in us because we were born to be of god's creation and so long as we are born to be of God's creation, we will seek our, our founder, our creator. Hello? Uh oh. I
1: can't hear No, talk to him about that. Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Let's <laughs> see. Um, Ellen said God had enough of that shenanigans. Have LOL. Hey, she said shenanigans. A- <laughs> <laughs> Divine <laughs> intervention. <laughs> <I don't know.
3: laughs> you like off-center.
0: There's
3: no such thing as perfect boobs. Can we talk talking about boobs? She can't hear us. She can't hear us right now. I can't even hear her. She's me. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does your wife have perfect boobs? No? Yeah, No. Good thing we're not live. Oh,
1: <laughs> I'm, <laughs> <hungry>. <laughs> I'm telling them to imagine, <laughs> imagine elevator music. <laughs> I don't know if you feel like you got slapped on the head for trying to figure out what the spirits and God's plan are.
0: The remainder of this podcast was lost due to information technology recovery. Please stay tuned for our next podcast, which will be in two weeks. Thank you from SDPE.